This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But the Trump impeachment districts, because there's a lot of Republicans who we would like to primary, and we're going to get to all of that eventually in the coming weeks at hand here. But first, I think it's important that we get to the worst of the worst, and we do have to talk about them first and foremost. And then from there, we will start to get rid of a lot of the mediocres and the you know people in that middle zone between weak and mediocre. And we're going to talk about the impeachment 10, the 10 representatives who actually voted to impeach President Donald Trump for doing nothing wrong. That's the main thing. You'll have a lot of people, even, you know, quote unquote conservatives, they're not conservatives, they're the neocons, and they'll be like, well, just because somebody doesn't like Donald Trump doesn't mean that you have to primary them. And it's like, why do they not like Donald Trump? Do they not like Donald Trump because he wasn't tough enough on immigration? Do they not like Donald Trump because he didn't pull our troops out overseas? No, that's not why they don't like Donald Trump. They don't like Donald Trump because Donald Trump is a threat to the system, and they are not. So even the fact that you have somebody out there that's talking about doing things like restricting immigration, that's talking about things like trade protectionism and bringing our troops home and putting America first for once, these are the same people who lash out, and they're establishmentarian through and through. Many of them grifted off of Donald Trump's name. Now they are turning a blind eye to Trump. Many of them rode the wave of Trumpism into office multiple times. Without Donald Trump, would they have won? Hmm, I don't necessarily think so. But beyond that point, they decided to do what they did and impeach him just to appease the left because Donald Trump objectively did nothing wrong in either impeachment trial, by the way, but they wanted to get rid of him anyways and they would stop at absolutely nothing to do so. So here we go. We have this list right here. We have the list of uh, 10. There's 10 in the House, 7 in the Senate. Many of the senators are either retiring like Pat Toomey or Burr, or they're not up this cycle. Murkowski's the only one up this cycle. I've talked about her at length already. We're still going to be talking about her. A very unique electoral system up in Alaska that may actually keep her job, which is very unfortunate, but there's a chance she goes down as well. But looking at this, looking at these individuals right here, uh, I wanted to go district by district and talk about what is the most likely course of action in each district. And the first one is Wyoming at large. Liz Cheney, the worst. And this district voted for Trump by 43 points, the entire state of Wyoming. And Liz Cheney routinely has like a 19% approval rating uh, in that district. It's laughable. Uh, she's most likely going to go down, even though there is a crowded field. I would say she'll probably go down 90% plus. Sure, she goes down. Could Trump have endorsed a better challenger? 
it's possible. And, you know, we could look down at the Wikipedia article. There's a lot of challengers for all these candidates. But you go down to Wyoming, Trump endorsed Harriet Hegman. There's also a lot of other candidates in the race. But uh, Bouchard was the guy, and then he had a scandal. So it's probably going to be Hegman, and she'll probably be in Congress. Is she perfect? Eh, not necessarily, but she's much better than Liz Cheney, and getting rid of Cheney is a massive victory in and of itself. So up next, we have Dan Newhouse. Trump has not endorsed a challenger. Newhouse, he sort of was popular, you know, due to local issues in rural Washington. This is a district that voted for Trump by nearly 20 percentage points. But if you look at uh, Washington, we could go up to here. Uh, there's a lot of challengers as well. But Lauren Culp, who ran for governor uh, last time and actually outperformed Trump despite uh, being somebody who was labeled as like a Q boomer or whatever, he's probably going to be the guy to get the nomination at this point because you have to understand it is a jungle primary. Democrats only have one candidate. Uh, that one candidate is likely going to get the majority of the Democratic votes. Thus, you're going to have a Republican field. And all Culp needs to do is get more votes than Newhouse, which is more likely than not going to happen at this point. That's going to be another district Republicans are going to pick up, essentially, because you have a rhino in there. You can get an actual fighter in that district, somebody who stands for conservative values in some capacity because these people are losers. They don't do it. Up next, we have Rice, Tom Rice in South Carolina's 7th. Unique character. This guy actually objected to the results of 2020. Then he voted to impeach Donald Trump. Pretty strange. But Donald Trump won this district by 18 percentage points. It's to the right of South Carolina. And South Carolina is a mess. We're not going to let Nancy Mace off the hook. I could do a whole video on the South Carolina GOP because it's just so bad. So many awful people. Uh, I, even the, the governor is probably like average Republican nationwide, and he's like great compared to all of them. But you have a lot of people in the race. Trump has not endorsed a challenger. Um, Graham Allen is probably the most notable one. But from what I see, Mark McBride is probably the most based one from what I understand as well. And Trump has not endorsed a candidate in this race, but he likely will. And from there, we can go from there and, and basically look at it at that point and say, okay, whoever Trump endorses is likely going to get that nomination. So that's another race where you're probably going to unseat a rhino. Kinzinger, he's retiring. Red equals retiring on this like Excel table that I've crafted here. Uh, he's retiring. We don't have to worry about him anymore. The district's essentially gone. Uh, Gonzalez, Anthony Gonzalez. It's funny because there's three Tony Gonzalez's. There's and two of them have been in Congress, and two of them have been NFL players. It's, it's very interesting. You have Tony Gonzalez, the the Chad Tony Gonzalez for the Chiefs and the Falcons. That Tony Gonzalez who, you know, growing up playing like Madden 09, you just throw the ball up to him, he'd catch it every time. It was good times, honestly. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, and then there's Anthony Gonzalez, Anthony Tony Gonzalez, who was a wide receiver for the Colts. He caught a touchdown uh, in one of those games. I think it was the third to last game that the Lions actually almost beat the Colts in that game, but that was when the Lions went 0-16. Uh, a little bit of tidbit of information there. And then you have Tony Gonzalez in Texas, who is the better congressman, but not by much. I mean, he voted for the 1-6 commission. He has been far from perfect, and uh, he also... Uh, is not necessarily the main, you know, target on the target list, but I really wouldn't shed a tear if, like, Raul Reyes ran again against him and primaried him out there. But uh, this Gonzalez is retiring. He's on his way out. We don't have to worry about him. That's a Trump plus 14 district. Now we get towards the swing districts. You have Jamie Herrera Bielter, who is a representative out of Washington's 8th district, and that is the district Joe Kent is running. And Joe Kent is awesome. He's awesome on all the issues. Uh, you really can't uh, say that this guy is going to go down or that he's a bad candidate. Okay, it's the third district, not the eighth district. My bad. It's called we do a little bit of making a mistake. But Joe Kent has the party apparatus, almost the whole party apparatus behind him, at least the grassroots side. He has Trump's endorsement. He's well-liked by a large amount of people. And Jamie Herrera-Bulter, the only way she's going to win is if she gets Democrats that are going to cross over and vote for her, which I don't think she's going to get enough, especially because there's only— one Democrat in the race so far. A lot of the Democrat votes are going to go in his direction. Buelter, I think, will lose to Kent. Kent is a great candidate. All the issues, he's perfect on him. Immigration wants, you know, a moratorium to, cer- to a certain extent. He operates within our circles. He spoke at uh, the APU event. I mean, he's a great guy all around. He's likely going to be the next congressman from Washington's third, and I'm very happy about that. It's a, you know, Trump plus four district, that's probably going to be R plus 10, given the national environment in the midterms, if not even higher than that, especially because Kent has crossover appeal. You could say, well, he's you know a, a really right-wing guy. He's a right-wing populist, nationalist, but he's got great optics. He's got a great story behind him, and he's a fighter, so hopefully he'll do well there. But uh, Michigan 6, Fred Upton, he might actually retire too. The guy is old. I, I cannot stand this guy. I cannot stand him. I lived in his state. Whirlpool man. He's Whirlpool man. Everybody knows him. Nobody likes him at this point. Nobody likes Fred Upton. He would have been a statewide official a long time ago if people liked him, and he knows that people don't like him. And Steve Kara, who I have worked with in the past before I even had my channel or you know, just in the couple first months of the channel's inception, he's running. He'll be a great candidate. Definitely more like a more of a paleo libertarian type, but uh, really good on the social issues, which is important. And uh, he definitely will win and unseat Fred Upton if it's him against Fred Upton, uh, barring some like redistricting stuff that we don't know what's going to happen. So that district, I think you're going to see a flip. Trump endorsed Kara. Trump also endorsed uh, what is his name uh, in Michigan's third, John Gibbs. John Gibbs, who is a late arrival to the race, late arrival. Uh, he is somebody who has worked, you could even say he's you know worked in think tanks in D.C., but he worked in, he worked in the Trump administration. He's been pretty good on policy. I mean, he's one of those guys who went out there and said, 
America is not an idea. It's our home, and we like to see that rhetoric. Uh, Tom Norton is who I originally endorsed before he jumped in the race, but I just don't think Norton has the chance. I think it's going to be Gibbs at this point. And I think Gibbs will probably win the primary against Peter Meyer. I think the minor candidates are probably going to get like a few percentage points each, and I think it's a midterm wave year. Peter Meyer has a lot of money. I wouldn't count him out, but John Gibbs with the Trump endorsement, it's very possible. It's possible. I'd say it's about 50-50 that Meyer gets primaried, maybe higher than that, but uh, the, if the grassroots energy is, is what I expect it to be, you could even say it's 60-40. Up next, we have CACO in New York's 24th. That is a district that went for Biden by nine. I don't know if Trump is going to endorse a primary challenger in that district. He might, but it's likely just going to be a, a move to screw over CATCO uh, because CATCO is just awful, but he's probably one of the only people who could logistically win in that district unless you take into account the fact that we could have a red wave year. It's going to be hard to see CATCO get primaried. I'm not against primarying CATCO. I just don't know who's going to do it. Does he even have a primary challenger to begin with? I mean, we'd have to look into that. Uh, what district does Katko in? He's in the 24th district. So looking at the 24th district, he does uh, apparently have a couple of primary challengers uh, in that district, none that I've even heard of. So we'll, we'll really have to see what happens in that district as well. A Valadeo in California's 21st, that went for Biden by 11. I don't think Trump is going to touch that, honestly. Valadeo has been pretty weak on like immigration, even illegal immigration. He's been pretty weak on it, but I don't really think Donald Trump is, is looking to uh, primary challenge Valadeo, even in like the uh, list of people he wanted a primary, and it was a long, long list of people. I think Nancy Mace was on there. You did not see David Valadeo on that list, and you do have a few candidates that are running. We'll see what happens. We'll see you know who the best candidate is. Uh, would I vote for Valadeo in a primary, in the jungle primary? I wouldn't, um, but I think it's unlikely that he gets primaried out of there. I'd say it's probably like a 20% chance at best. Uh, but beyond that point, it's not just primaries we have to worry about. I mean, it's also the primaries for the people that didn't impeach Trump, but that, were, that are also awful on a wide swath of issues. But also it's important that we start primarying, or, or not primarying people, but we look into districts that have a lot of uh, weak candidates that are being pushed by the establishment who are drifting off of being like pro-Trump or whatever, or even sometimes using the tagline America first, but are the furthest thing from. Those this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 